Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Forgiven. I am Pastor Logan, your host. Um, and today we are going to be continuing our series through serving. Um, and today we have another special guest, um, Benjamin Paddock, who's a longtime member of Bethel, pretty much a lifer. Um, young adult in our church serves in pretty much every area possible. There's a lot that he does, not enough that I can, too much that I can name here. Um, and so we're going to talk to him about why he likes serving or doesn't like serving and what he's gained from it and learned from it and how the Lord has has moved in his life. And I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody who has shared and listened over the last like couple of weeks. Um, I don't like to brag and I'm not saying this to be braggy, but we got over 100 listens in two weeks. And that's just on like... The podcast platforms alone that doesn't include our youtube videos um I, on our bethel brandon's website and stuff we host all of our podcasts and everything there as well so thank you all so much for sharing it and just listening and everything um it means that god wants us to keep doing it right i've always kind of said to myself as long as god keeps glorifying people through this i'm going to keep doing it and the more people that listen the more fired up it just makes me and pastor mike want to do bigger and better things. So thank you for that. So yeah, let's just get right on into the episode. So I have with me Benjamin Paddock. Um, Paddock. Yeah, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Hi. Well, thank you. I'm Benjamin Paddock. Thanks for having me on here. Um, Yeah, I'm 18, I guess. I've been at Bethel for 18 years. I've gone through elementary school and high school, Vincent Massey High School. Amen, brother, Woo! amen. Um, and yeah, I am now in Brandon for a couple months here, and then, I don't know, next up for me is YWAM in February. Yeah, I was gonna touch on the YWAM um, situation. I was gonna ask you some questions about that later, because I have a feeling your time serving here sort of helped put introduce you into that world, right? Like, I think, Right, like so through working and serving and everything here, you just found a deeper appreciation and God maybe led you that way or did it just miraculously happen in a dream that God was like, here you go, Ben, here's, here's where you're gonna go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as a kid, I guess like I was shy as a kid, which people don't believe. You also don't believe we were saying before, you said I was a huge extrovert. Um, but yeah, as a kid, I was shy. And then I slowly got into serving and different things throughout the church. But from a young age, I felt, I sort of felt called to YWAM and some aspect of ministry for sure. So that's kind of just in the last year, YWAM's kind of been affirmed as like a calling for this next season, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely serving throughout the church has prepared me for things like that, prepared me for just everything in the church, uh, communicating with people and yeah, doing different things. I, and so, I mean, I've known you quite a while, but never like yeah. actually like worked with you. We'll say like I've known you at camp and a couple yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. Like I've always just been surround, like been in your your area. And I just gotta say, and maybe this, maybe I just remember one time I was working at camp, and you were with the devoted team. You were traveling, and you were the one doing like the memory verses, and you somehow made the kids do a rap. <laughs> I am a rapper. I don't know if you know this. I didn't know this. I don't know if you know this, but I am a rapper. Okay, so we'll have to lay down some tracks after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But they'll be secret. Yeah, yeah, no, we won't. We'll, listen, listen. Yeah. Someday we'll release the X-Files. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because a lot of people don't believe me. 
Yeah, I believe but, you. Like, but I, I tell them, and it was good. Like I don't, I don't, I. I mean, I'm not much of a like. I don't listen to a ton of rap, or at least right. then I didn't. But now I do, and I'm like, I got you into it. Kinda. I'll be okay. honest, a little bit, You're like truthfully. You're welcome. Like, like, <laughs> because he went up there, and it was Matthew six thirty three. You had to do this whole little rap about it. And I was right. like, first of all, I was like, man, the guts for like a, I don't know, you must have been 15 at the time. Yeah. Or whatever, to go up there and do it in front of all these kids and parents and people that you know, <laughs> love and respect. I was like, that takes some guts. But like, the kids loved it. You had them eating out of the palm of your hands. <laughs> well. They were like putty in your hands. I was watching them. And I was like, man, like that's like a real skill. And I was like, and that's somebody who has a servant's heart who just like, is willing to get up there and try something, right? Like, I don't know. I, I've just, I've always wondered, were you actually like prepared for that? Like, is that something that like you really wanted to do? Or was that something that like Steven was like, here you go, this oh, yeah. would be kind of fun. Well, just like, just looking at the verse, I'm trying to remember, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, righteousness. and all these things will be given to you as well. Yeah. I don't remember rapping that at all. Um, oh. And is it something that I just went up there and freestyled? Definitely not. Oh, okay. Definitely okay. Well, that's good. not. And to be honest, I was probably traveling with some other guys that are actually. Yeah, I don't remember who it was. Who else was with you? I don't remember. They could actually lay down a a rap to a beat type of I, thing. I do remember at junior youth camp. Okay. Uh, there's that Young and Free song that Lecrae's on. Oh, this is living. Yeah, this is, is living. Yeah, he, one of the one of the other devoted guys went up there and yeah. absolutely crushed. Yeah that part and i was like standing like i'm jumping in the crowd like having a good time and stuff like that and i was like what i literally i got goosebumps because i was like man this guy actually just like slayed that yeah, 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 yeah. Really good yeah definitely memory verse type of thing if you're turning into a song if you turn it into a rap and just whatever yeah get into it the kids well that's how i remembered that's exactly why I still and even still me like power weekend like six years ago i remember we did a rap job five nine and it's like it's imprinted in yeah. my brain right now <laughs> a lot. Absolutely. For sure. So yeah. I just I just I just wanted to bring that up and say that like you have this like ability to just like to serve, right? Like some people we're all called to serve. Yeah. Everybody, it doesn't matter if you're 90 or 9. There is a place for you to serve in your church. But some people have an ability above that or have like just a bit more of a capacity to do more or to reach out and to try more or to um just like expand the horizons a little bit. And I see that a lot in you because like you serve in like so many different areas of our church, which I think is incredible, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're one of like our worship team members, both for like youth and for like Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but then you also do like, I'm not sure if you do kids ministry stuff anymore, but I'm sure you did for the longest time. And then you also are one of my youth leaders, which is like, great and it's like yeah, i've seen you do that now and it's incredible and so it's like even when i was like your age i was doing like production ministry and i was doing like youth ministry that was it those were the two things that i did but it just seems like you have like your hand in like every little area which i think is incredible um and i've wondered like how do you balance that like how do you like find balance in those like areas how does that like because for me i always find it really hard to switch off like if I was doing slides on a Sunday morning, but right. then the next, like that later that day had to be a youth leader. For some reason, my brain just couldn't like, I don't know. I get into those modes. And okay. I don't know. Yeah. For me, like my brain, I love to do all the little, like I love to do so many different things. Like yeah. for me, like if I was running, if I was on a Sunday and like 
if I had if I was on like worship team at the start and then like I went into kids ministry after like I'd, I've done that before and it's just like jumping from thing to thing is just something that I'm good at I guess yeah absolutely it's something that I really enjoy is being constantly like going in a sense I, I and you. helping yeah and there's there's definitely something in the past like in the past couple of years I remember I was very busy a lot of the times yeah I would be like sometimes I would be on like a worship team at the start and then I'd go and do a kid's ministry after and be like, back then it was, it was really fun, but it was also a lot at times for sure. Absolutely. And the last little bit I've been able to step back a little bit from certain spots, like kid's ministry, I've stepped out of a little bit and devoted, like I was in devoted for five, six years. And this is a long time. Yeah. This is my first year not being a part of it. Um, so it's been nice to step back in certain areas and then be able to focus in different, um, in more like one thing. Yeah, more concentrated. Yeah, absolutely. And that helps me. And just like, I want to go back to one thing you said, like being able to serve above and beyond, like certain things. Like yeah. I, I'm able to. Some people have like that gift. I just want to comment. Like, I think everybody has that ability to kind of serve above and beyond in like yeah. a way. It's just where it is for each yes. different person. Like for me, it might be in worship, or for me, it might be in kids ministry or youth, whatever that is, I'm able to shine through that because that's kind of a call that God has on my life and a gift he's given to me. If there's somebody else that doesn't necessarily have that kind of personality or that kind of gifting, I'm sure they, through a different aspect, it's like, oh, that's where they're going to be like, wow, that person shines in that aspect such an incredible way. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... And and the, and that's sort of what I was saying. It's yeah, just yeah, the, yeah. there is the spiritual gift of serving as well, which is like we are all called to serve. And then what differentiates the regular serving, like just showing up and shaking hands, and then actually coming and do and then doing like what you do, where you're shining and you're doing things that you know God's calling you to do. That's that spiritual gift of serving is doing something, knowing that God has given you the gift and ability mm-hmm. to do that. So for me, my thing is like kind of doing this kind of stuff, right? Like I love creating. I love making new ideas and coming up with like yeah. things like this podcast or some of our YouTube videos or like um, even just like creating like fun experiences and all that. Like that's something that God's gifted me with so I can serve in that area more than somebody who isn't, yeah. right? But somebody who isn't, you know, could still come and help. It's just their capacities are a little different. So I'm glad you clarified that for yeah. me. Because <laughs> I would have listened back on that and been like, whoa, you're such a... Oh, why did you say that? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I guess, like, the only other thing about, like, how did I how did I balance doing things? It's, yeah. like, it takes, first of all, like, you have to be, you have to be rooted in your foundation with God and your relationship with God. Because I know at times in my past when, like, I've drifted off, like, um, I get over, I can get overwhelmed. And, like, when you're serving in that many ministries, it's kind of, like, it's a Monday night for devoted, and then it's a Thursday night for worship practice, and then it's a Friday night youth, and then it's a Sunday morning thing. It's like, yeah, it's a lot, and you don't have to be involved in all that amount of things, right? Nope. But for me, like, I was that was something that I was wanting to be a part of. Absolutely. And if that's something you're wanting to be a part of, and you feel you're called to be a part of that, you have to also be able to find time to rest in God's presence, and find time to rest and become recharged, especially depending on like your personality, like. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because that because. That so for me, I especially my early years in Bible college, my first two years, mm-hmm. I just said yes to everything. Yeah. <laughs> like and, and, and I think most people do because right. you want to get the most out of your experience. Yeah. 
But it got to a point where in my second year, I was actually put on academic probation for a one specific course because I was kind of arrogant and kind of argued with the teacher a lot. But the greater crux of the issue was that I had way too many things going on and I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't like I'd sleep like two, three hours a night. Which is like terrible. That's not good. No, it's <laughs> not. not. It's not I'm telling, <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was the RA, so I was in charge of the dorms, and that was the one year in all of Horizon and all of its history that the residents had to clean their own bathrooms. Normally, they just hire that out. Okay. Whatever. We have a custodian that does it. Did I don't know? If she's still there. She's awesome. But the one year they were like trying to cut costs, so they're like, well, the students can do it. And so that's the one year I'm RA and I've cleaned bathrooms. I, whatever. I was a supervisor of pizza. I've, you know, I know how to clean a bathroom, but some of these like 16 or 17 year olds coming straight out of high school, no idea what they're doing. Like so I had, to, I had to show kids how to do their laundry because they had never done it before. And so it's like you add all of that and it was just a really stressful time. Yeah. Um, and so like, and then I was a youth leader. I was a production manager. I was like, Doing all these things, I was like, every, I was the de facto sound guy for everything. Yeah. So like, oh, worship, spontaneous worship practice. Knock on my door at 11 p.m. Logan, can you come turn this on? Blah blah blah. Okay. You know, it's like, and so it's like, I just would say yes. Right. And then all my grades suffered, and all of these things, and I didn't rest, and I didn't recharge, and what ended up hurting was a lot of my relationships with, with like the people around me, my relationship with God, and. Like my grades, obviously, because I had to retake a course and and all that, um, because I was taking on way too much and I didn't take time to recharge. Because if I, I could have looking back on it, I could have managed all those things if I had actually like taken a little bit of time mm-hmm. to take care of myself. I honestly look back on that and think I could have managed all that time if I just did it properly, but right. I didn't, and I costed me big time, really, in some really big ways. And so, I just want to tell people that are listening. That like like Benjamin said, like if you want to take on all of those amazing things, and we want you to, um, make sure that you're taking the time to like actually like recharge. Because yeah. I mean, even Jesus spent time alone all the time. Like there are so many times in scripture where he just finishes preaching to you know five thousand people. Yeah. And he goes away and he on. sits in silence and he goes on his own and any 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 recharges, right? And and so everybody's view of recharging will be different, right? Like for me, like I, I do read my Bible and stuff like that, but when I read the Bible, I end up dissecting it more than I do reading it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cause cause, sometimes, sometimes I'm a lot like that too. Sometimes where it's like, I'll read the Bible and it will turn into like, Oh, I just want to, I see like one little thing and like, I want to go reference that everywhere. Yeah. I want to go like look up what that was in Greek. Exactly. Something like that. And almost sometimes when you're reading the Bible, it's hard to, get it to be from like actually studying and like hard to recharge and like yes. it's like because you're just trying to learn more exactly Whereas like sometimes going to different sources to recharge such as worship or prayer like can be and and, and so that's what i do yeah. and it took me a really long time to figure that out but like especially when i was in bible college right i'm spending my all my time dissecting this book yeah. the bible and so then when i try to read it personally it would just feel like homework and so right. then in that season, I had to find a different way to recharge. I still would read the Bible. I would try to force myself to do it, but I found ways of, I would sit in silence. I would like, I'd go for walks and I would just like listen to worship music or I would listen to other sermons and podcasts and like all these different things 
to help fill me. So I'm just saying we, especially, and this is a tangent, but I'm going on it. Yeah. For the longest time in North American churches, we made this huge emphasis, read your Bible and pray every day and do this, do that. And both, and it's this right. regimented thing. And those are important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that is not the one and only way you can connect with God and can recharge and to learn more about his character and his truths about you. Mm-hmm. That is probably one of the best and most efficient ways to do it. Yeah. But it's not the only way. Sitting in silence, fasting, just praying, listening to worship music, yeah. writing poem. Like there's so many other things that we can do yeah. to like worship and, and and love God and stuff like that. So if you're listening, just know that you if you you know your grandma's always telling you just read ten page you know read ten chapters of the Bible every day and all that stuff. It's like if that doesn't work for you, then find something that does. Because it's like we do need to do those things. Absolutely, you do need to pray your Bible and read it. But that's not the only way. Yeah. Sorry, public service announcement over. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that's always been burning on my heart is like okay. that idea. Yeah, I definitely think like reading your Bible and praying, like that's a beautiful framework that yes. takes you into the body of Christ. Yeah. And then when you come into community, whether you be service, serving in that community or whether you be just part of the community and not serving in like a technical capacity, but just as part of the body and part of friendships, right? It's such a beautiful thing because you're coming from knowledge of the word and knowledge of God and letting his, his spirit and like his love flow through you with people who are like-minded around you in the body of Christ. Right. Exactly. Which is the beautiful thing about serving in a community is that everyone is kind of serving and then everyone is serving each other in a way that it just, that's what makes the body of Christ so appealing and what it should be. They'll know us by our love, right? Exactly. And that was that leads me perfectly into the next question, which I think you answered. Why do you serve? Why do I serve? I knew I was coming on here for serving. I was like, what am <laughs> I going to say, bro? <laughs> well, and and we just did this episode. We just yeah, yeah, did yeah. this episode la- or two weeks ago with Hannah. But I wanted to good job, Hannah. It was good. Yeah, Hannah. Hannah, shout out to Hannah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, little. Uh, this is a full brag for her. That is the fastest list. Like that is the most listened to podcast yet. Yo. Not not in terms of the most listens over time, but the quickest ascent to the most listens or whatever. Okay. Like it, it's the fastest growing yeah. podcast. And it's like had. that. Yeah, <laughs> she 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 liked that. But um, or I wanted to do a kind of a mini series on serving. I wanted to interview yeah. different people from our church on why they serve, and I had a feeling that a lot of them would come up with the same answer. Right. Um. So that's why I kind of brought you and Hannah on, and I'm going to try to get some older, uh, like, generation people to come on and ask, like, why they serve and stuff. And I'm even going to try to get, like, a junior youth or something on, too, and ask mm-hmm. why they serve. Because, you know, we have all these generations serving, and um, and that's one thing that I, that's why I serve. So I'll ask the question while you, I'll answer my own question while you think about it, because I have yeah. a feeling you're still thinking of your answer. <laughs> um, the reason that I started serving and stuff was because, I mean, I found a home in the church that I had never found before. I was like severely bullied as a kid, like like really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, going to church and going to youth group for the first time and being able to laugh, joke around, make all the silly, dumb jokes that I made <laughs> as a 12-year-old boy nice. and have people laugh and, and think that I'm funny and just like and accept me into this like family was incredible. And then I wanted to do that for other people. And so that's what led me to start serving was just seeing the camaraderie that all the leaders had around me and just everything. That's what brought me in was this like sense of like community and belonging and family. And so now I try to recreate that for others. That's why I, that's like, that's why I serve. And I serve because we're called to obviously like that's, yeah, exactly. that's the baseline 
Jesus type answer, you know. Yeah. Like we all serve because we're called to, but I think there's something else. Everybody else has another reason why they serve. And for me, it's like I like community mm-hmm. and I like to and I like to bring others into that. Yeah. For me, um I think like we say we serve because we're called to, which is true. But I think that like when Jesus modeled serving, the things that God sets out for us are not only for like these are things to check off the box, but he has a purpose for them. Exactly. And he has a purpose that there's an actual practical reason for the things that are taught in the Bible that actually bring us to a more full life and a more satisfied life and a more peaceful life and a more joyful life by living the way that God has called us and through his spirit, right? Um, but for me, beyond that, I guess, and in that is same as you. I love the community. I love that by serving each other, you cultivate this community of trust and you of yep. friendship and of love and that's just what the church is meant to be seen as yeah and then i remembered what i was going to say the other thing is like i remember the parable of the talents or yeah. like the the whatever the farmer the landowner sorry <laughs> you know the, you, <laughs> you said three you went through like three there's like it's it's mentioned in like matthew and luke and it's like one mentions like talents and one mentions like gold or something is it the one where they bury it? The one buries yeah, it? Yeah, the one buries okay, it. Yeah, the one is given five, then the one gives three, right? So for me, I just see it as God has given me giftings and talents in these different areas. And for me, to not use them, I don't want to be the one that took his talents and his gifts and he went and hid them in the sand because he was afraid of what people might think or he was afraid of losing it or being mocked for him but I want to be the one that goes out and invests them and then also sees a return on them, whether it be hard, whether it be a tough road, right? Yeah. And I, I don't want to that. disservice God by taking what he's given me and just trying to keep it to myself. I love that. Yeah. That's like, man, that's a powerful word because I mean, I'm sure that I've definitely thought that in some respects to myself as well. It's like, especially right now in the last like two years of my life, like, mm-hmm. My skill set is very niche. Like, it's like I have a very niche set of skills when it comes to, like, ministry. Like, I've done kids and junior youth, and I've done almost all forms of ministry, but, like, doing this, like, new style of, like, media and online, like, ministry and stuff like that is a skill that God has given me. Now, it's still a skill I'm developing, um, but I knew, like, years ago, like, God said, Logan, this is what you're going to do, and I didn't believe him. I was like, yeah, right, I'm going to go become a generic youth pastor and just, you know... (laughs) You know, do the, the classic. I just, yeah, I'm just gonna. That's literally what I went to Bible college for my first yeah, year. Right. I, was, I went for a youth ministry degree, yeah. um, but then I changed it later because God said He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you're gonna do this. He's like, I've given you a specific set of skills and gifts, and right. I want you to use them. And I don't. I still don't. I still sometimes think I'm like, I don't think I'm the right one for this. But God keeps revealing to me those gifts and abilities. And if it wasn't for the serving that I've done, I would not be where I am. I would not I wouldn't know half of what I know if it wasn't for mm. serving. Because it was through serving that I've met some of my best friends, my mentors and like just the people that have like developed me into who I am like today. Like it's like if I wasn't serving and I wasn't taking the opportunity to learn from others, I just wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's something that's so special and unique about the church is that like it's designed that way. Like the church is designed so that people yeah. can come in and learn and grow and be taught and be like inspired and empowered and to like 
go out and 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 do it to another person and use their gifts that God has given them. They come here and they're encouraged and like, yeah. especially with you, like you said, you want to be a youth pastor and now you're you've started a podcast and <laughs> you're running technical stuff. It's like it's so it's so different from what you may have expected, but God has slowly brought that into your life. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's really cool. Absolutely, and just for those listening too. God does have gifts and 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 something special in store for you. Yeah. Like it's like God has made you uniquely gifted. Every single person in the world is uniquely gifted. It's just God maybe hasn't revealed to you how he wants you to use that gift yet. Maybe he has revealed to you and you're just not ready and willing to accept it or maybe you're already doing it and you don't know it, but God has like a unique gift for everybody in the church. That's the beauty of like the whole church community. And I'm talking like capital C church, like all the collective community of Christians, not just Bethel or not just cover temple or whatever. It's, you know, and Paul talks about it. He says the, the, I can't say to the foot, I don't need you. It's like, no, we need everybody in the church because Ben has skills that I don't have. Right. I can't go up there and play the piano and do any of that kind of stuff. I can't do any of it, but it's like, but I, but I know that there are things that I can do that Ben can't. There's very few, but, um, so it's just, if you're listening today, don't, don't be discouraged. If you haven't found your like specialty or your thing yet, like just keep trying, um, try serving in different areas and see which one you really like. Um, because I'll be honest, I started out making coffee at my very first church or whatever. When I was in Saskatoon, I started just, I was like, you know, I'm going to make coffee real easy. Hated it. Mm-hmm. didn't like it i was running away from what god wanted me to do i was like you know what? i'm gonna show up sundays a little hour early make some coffee don't really have to talk to anybody because i was like i'm i was i was introverted and i was like i don't want to talk to anybody i just want to come do my job and leave right i had a completely different view of what church should have been and then i quickly learned that that was terrible because i was just angry <laughs> and so then i started doing youth ministry and <laughs> evolved and yeah and i mean kind of stuff to anybody who's listening, look at that. Yeah, um, there you go. If there's a skill or if there's a passion in your life, you're like, wow, look at Logan. He goes and he does sound. He does podcasts. Or you look at somebody on the worship you're like, wow, they play at keyboard. Or you, they play guitar or drums. Like, If that's something you're like, that would be really cool to be a part of, but you know, I just don't have that skill right now. Bro, just go talk to them. Go ask them. Yes. Because that's kind of what the church is about it's about empowering people and encouraging them in that yep and me specifically like for us growing up in the church it's been easy easier especially like i'm in such a blessed position to be a pk a pastor's kid i was gonna i was i have a question about that that. it came to my mind i was like but like i grew up starting like i've been in youth ministry like i've been in the youth for like nearly 19 years here at Bethel now, but going through that and being like a pastor's kid, like I've seen, I've been introduced into worship aspects. I'm introduced into youth and then pastor Steven, like I'm even like related to Steven. Like I'm in such a blessed position. Um, and I got introduced to devoted. Right. So for me, it was like almost really simple to get involved and to get like even asked to do things, which is such a, great thing for me I don't actually have to half the time be like the first person to initiate something which can be hard for someone who's new in a church or someone who even has been in the church for a long time but has never like 
didn't come into the church having the skill of playing an instrument or didn't have come into the church having the skill of being a sound person or a PowerPoints yeah. person or a camera person. It's like for them to go and ask is like it's hard because of our our like humanness. Yeah, we're just arrogance. ashamed to ask yeah. for help a lot of the time. But from what I know, all the people that are serving love what they do and would love to help yeah. other people learn it. So like I said, I said this on the other podcast too. I didn't go to school to be a technical director. I have no formal technical training in, yeah. in anything. Mm-hmm. Right? I went I'm a pastor. I, I can read and preach the Bible and I and I talk to people and I care for people. Does that then eliminate me from doing other things? No, absolutely not. But it was because, like Ben said, I saw, I mean, I saw a need, but more than that, I saw like I went to this to my church and somebody did ask me and that's how I kind of started it. But I just saw this beautiful looking like piece of machinery called a soundboard. And I True. was like, man, that's really cool. <laughs> Look at all the lights. Exactly. <laughs> this was like, this was like a, for any of you sound nerds out there, the one that the board that I learned on was called a Midas pro two. This thing is massive. Nice. I, I mean, I had learned kind of on analog boards, but this right. was like a big digital console. This thing was massive. Like a hundred channels. No, no, okay. it was only. I think it was only. I think it was only thirty-two channels. But okay. this was. It's bigger than an X thirty-two because it like is just one of the first. Okay. Like anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it has a mouse. Like it has a trackball mouse built into the the board. Like you and it has like two little clicky buttons. It was cool. Okay. But it's got so many lights and colorful buttons and everything like that. And I was like, that looks really cool, and I yeah. want to learn how to use that. Right. So then, like, I didn't for the longest time. And then I had a, a pastor be like, Logan, uh, I kind of see that you like this because I'd hang around the sound booth, whatever. Yeah. And then one of the guys just started showing me how to use it. Yeah. He's like, here you go. He's like, look, you can do this, this, and this. Because I had already like learned how to like do gain and whatever. Like I've done right, sound right. before, but I'd never touched anything. This thing looks like it's from the Death Star. Like it's like, and I was like, man, this is so cool. And I started learning about like effects and compression and, yeah. and all these different things. And then during rehearsal, they were like, just come to our practice. Oh, yeah. And then he would just start letting me tweak things and he was teaching me, like, listen. And, like, you know, he did this thing with me where yeah. uh, he made me close my eyes, turn around so that everything would be kind of in reverse. Yeah. And then, and then he said, just listen. And he's like, tell me what you hear. And he's like changing things. And I was able to pick up like different sounds or whatever. Um, but it was like Benjamin said, I saw, like, I got, I was, saw something and I was like, I want to learn that. And then they taught me that. And now the person that taught me that is one of my best friends. He's my mentor. I talk to him about like everything. He 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 has taught me everything that I know about like technology. Like really, really. And it's like yeah. and and it's because I was just a little bold and stepped out and said like, look, I want to learn some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I'm glad that you said that because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah. I'm glad that you said That's that. That's the crazy thing. Like you keep saying serving and it's so much. And a lot of the time, serving seems like a a bad thing almost or like mm. seems like a lot of work but in essence like a lot of the time it can just turn into something that you're passionate about yeah and it's not like oh i'm in the church i have to go serve but it's like oh now i get to go do what i enjoy and i get to go yeah. be with this community of people that i am friends with and that i have a relationship with mm-hmm. and it's not like work because it's just like it's fun and it's yeah. encouraging and it's building up yeah so i i, I love that because 
for me, when I, and, and I'll just say this, if you are serving at a place and you're not happy, find a different place to serve. Like, like maybe, uh, maybe that's just going to a different ministry or like whatever. But if it's starting to feel like work and you have to like force yourself to get out of bed and do it every Sunday, mm-hmm. that's not where you're supposed to be. Like serving is something like Ben and I have said here. Um, it should be fun. It should be exciting. It should be something that you want to do that you desire to do. Not yeah. something you do out of obligation or um, like fear or whatever, right? That's yeah, not yeah. what God intended us serving to be. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're feeling like that, go and talk to your pastor. Go and talk to your ministry leader and say, like, look, I'm not having fun in this right now. Maybe you just need a break. Maybe you need to just go and try a different area. I don't know. I can't tell you what the answer is, but you're never going to be able to to find out the answer unless you confront the problem. So if you're unhappy in your ministry, go and talk to somebody. Because, like, that's not that's not good. Um, we're meant to serving yeah. is supposed to be fun and exciting and something we, joyous, not begrudging. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to sort of ask why, like, so why do you keep serving? What keeps you motivated to keep serving? Because you've done, you obviously have been serving your entire life mm-hmm. in the church, and that's just being a pastor's kid, which, um, yeah, which I think you're the first, you're one of the first pastor's kids that I have talked to sort of in this type of scenario that have seen it as a blessing. A lot of people that I've talked to have seen it more as like a, right. Not a I don't, I, curse is too strong of a word, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they see it as more of like a, I'll say curse, but that's too strong. So yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm just excited to hear that you sort of seen it as like a little bit of a blessing, which I think is like really good. Um, so maybe that's what keeps you serving. But like what keeps you motivated? What keeps you like wanting to serve? Yeah. I mean, the thing about pastors' kids, I don't know a lot of them. I know some of them. Maybe I know more than I know than I think. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but maybe it's a stereotype. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's it a bit of a stereotype. I don't know. That's what I'm curious about. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of a stereotype that all pastors' kids want to be rebels. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not a pastor's kid. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And what keeps me motivated serving? It's something that I enjoy, for one. A lot of the time, just, like, doing sound. I really, I love music. I love listening to music, and I love doing the soundboard and messing around doing wonky things. And, Yeah. yeah, like, just... Doing sound, I love doing sound and playing keyboards. Always like, I'm never gonna be the best keyboard player, <laughs> but it's it's fun to do. And kids ministry is, oh. like even this Sunday when we had the family service and we were doing like the action worship on the stage. Like I haven't done that in a long time. I was like, wow, this is this is cool. Let me do this again. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, what keeps me motivated? That it's definitely fun, for sure, and it's something that. I don't know. I get what you mean, though. Like, yeah. it has to be fun. Like, it, it's it's the joy and and the yeah. the excitement that keeps you serving. So, like, and and I think that ties back to what you said before. You like being able to do different things. Like, you like to be able to. I love doing different things. Yeah, being able to be a part of lots of different things. Yeah, for you like that, sure. which is great because I know for a lot of people, what keeps them serving is. Like community, obviously, that, yeah. that was a big one for Hannah. She had mentioned that, like, it's it's that she found her best friends through serving and yeah. and in a, a family and all that stuff. Um, 
for me, it's, I mean, A, it's kind of just, for me, it's more of like just being commanded by God. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like the fear of the Lord almost is a little <laughs> bit of like, that's too strong of a word. But um, it's the idea that like, no, we're called to do this. So like, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. The fear and the honor of the Lord. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And also, I mean, just like being a pastor too, it's like, if I want others to serve, like if I want volunteers, mm-hmm. then I myself have to be willing to like, you know, do this, do, like do it myself. And I'm a big advocate of that. So yeah. for those of you listening who are a leader in your respective job, position, whatever, if you're not willing to do it, then it's unfair to ask your followers to do it. That's why like Alexander the Great is my one of my favorite leaders in all of history mm-hmm. because he was the first one to charge in a battle with all of his men. He didn't stand behind like most famous generals and all that stuff. No, he was literally on the front line <laughs> charging into battle with his soldiers because he was the leader and his idea was if I can't do this, why should I ask them to do it? And I think Jesus models that exact same thing for us, right? Yeah. If if um if Jesus is willing to get down and wash his disciples' feet, then then that means then in turn they should be willing to do um, and he models like this servant leadership throughout all of the Bible and stuff. So for me, that's also like the big thing is just like as a leader, if I want people to do it, then I have to be willing to do it myself. Exactly. I think that what you said about community and then leaders wanting to leaders um, encouraging that is like community genuinely is like almost the biggest thing in serving. Absolutely. And I think that is part of the reason why God has called us to serve is because it brings us to a place of relationship with others that's so much deeper when we're serving each other opposed to having just a whole bunch of people who are selfishly trying to take from each other because that just starts drama and it it breaks relationship and causes hurt. And none of that is what God wants for us. It's Mm -hmm. it's just not good. Not at all. Um, But I definitely think the community is what motivates people. And the question is, how do you, in each of these ministries that, are here at the church and that are here in not even just the church, but serving in our day-to-day lives. Like how do you make that community something that is appealing and something that is a positive experience, right? Throughout the church and throughout every place where you're in a group, whoever's leading it, they have to be encouraging. They have to be like just good leaders, be invested in, be transparent and be responsible, like all these things, right? That's like, and that's really good because I think a lot of times we forget that there's serving that we do in our daily life as well. Like, it's like, I'm not a husband, but mm-hmm. your best bet if I ever get married, I'm going to serve my wife. Yeah. You serve your children, you serve your friends, your family. Like, it's like serving is not just something we do at church, it's something you do in your daily life as well. So, that's a really good reminder. Mm-hmm. So, I, I have to ask. Okay. Why aren't people serving? Why do you <laughs> think people aren't serving? I meant to ask this question to Hannah, and I kind of slipped. Right. But what what is a challenge that people face? Like, wh- why aren't people serving? Yeah. Um, it's tough because, like, people that I know mostly are serving, right? I know. Yeah, me, <laughs> me too. In a, in a serving, like, area, it's hard to see the people that aren't serving. But why... I get what holds people back from serving. Yes, that would yeah. be a better way. So I yes. think people are serving in their ways, but what can hold people back from serving in new ways? What can hold people back from yeah serving? 
in different capacities. I think like one of the things I said before is that they might be scared to get involved. Like I definitely think that Yeah, I think fear's a big one. Like for me, joining the worship team, I don't think I would have it would have taken me more time to actually get involved if like my dad wouldn't have asked me. Fair. <laughs> like yeah. to actually look at a connect card and be like, Yeah, I'm new at this church. This is my name. Now I've put my name on that. I'm out there. I'm responsible for whatever this card does. And now I have to be responsible for whatever comes with it. Okay. And it's like, but I want to be on the worship team. And it's like, oh, am I going to be good enough? How is this going to fit? What if they ask me to play and that just doesn't fit into my schedule at all and just sucks? It's like, it's a, it's a commitment for one. And it makes you very vulnerable to put yourself out into a new aspect of serving. For sure. Absolutely. I, yeah. I didn't even think about that in terms of like the new person filling out a connect card. It's as crazy. A, as a person who like creates that stuff, it's like I've never thought about like to me, oh, it's a card. I'm filling out my name, my phone number, and my email. Like, it's like <laughs> But like to me, that's like so simple. Okay. Because it's like for me, it's like, oh, no, they might send me an email. If I, if I don't like it, I'll just delete it. Like it, like for okay. me, that the that anxiety or that like – fear or whatever doesn't come into my okay. realm of thinking. Yeah. So it's, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's just something I've never thought of. Right. Like, it's like, I just have never thought that somebody new filling out a piece of paper or even an online form would be mm. such a, like a, a, a big step for them. To me, it's just, it's just like right. the easiest thing in the world. So that's it's a good yeah. reminder. Maybe it's like that for some people. Cause like for me, if I were to go to a new church and I saw like, I would not be filling out one of those connect cards. Really? <laughs> to okay. be honest. That's good if to you're know, new though. at Bethel, fill one out if you want to. Or it, but, at any church, too. <laughs> yeah, at any church. But I don't know. That's, like, a lot for me. For me, I would want to go actually – I would go talk to, like, whoever the right. worship pastor is. But me, for that's a lot easier because I grew up in a church and, like, I'm so comfortable Fair in enough. any church situation. Yeah. But, like, seeing somebody just, like, new coming in, if they're not someone who's, like, yeah, I'm just going to fill out this card. It's no biggie. They're also probably not also – going to feel comfortable just walking up to the worship pastor as a fair. completely new church attendee so i don't know yeah, that's too that's i don't too. remember what the question was well this is why aren't people serving right 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 fear was and fear and commitment were the yeah ones that we were talking yeah about. fear and just like i think that's the biggest thing it's vulnerable and it i think something great would be if people if we as the church are better like i don't know introducing people into it and okay i don't know oh no, i like that, that yeah like don't don't be afraid to say what you're like. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out in my own head. Because, <laughs> um, I think for me, I think a lot of why people also are afraid to serve is they don't think they're good enough. Yeah, I think that's a big one. At least for me, for a little while, that was like a big thing of like I'm not good enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like a, like and and I think there's a level of good in yeah. terms of like certain positions in the church. Yes, do require some skill. Mm. absolutely like it's like without a doubt like if you can't play the drums i'm sorry then you're not going to be able to serve playing the drums like it's like right that's that's i mean like we i'm sure there's a church that would be willing to teach you to help you and all that stuff but it's like i don't like if that's if you don't have that skill then why would you want to serve there like it's like why let's find a different place for you to serve it's the no but is what i've always like Mm -hmm. referred to it as so like it's like, no, sorry, but we have this area over here that would be like 
really good for you or like whatever. So it's like, and I'm not saying you can't go and play the drums if you've never played them before. I'm just saying, I don't think that's the best area for that person to be. To start, right? To, yeah, Until to like, start. If you're really passionate about playing the drums, like, yeah, go learn the drums and it's just. Like, we'll come alongside you. Exactly. It's like, I'll, I'll, it's like, I'll open up the, like, it's like, I can't teach you to play the drums, but you need a place to practice. Guess what? Yeah. Here you go. You know, I'll open the sanctuary, go and bang them all you want. Like, like it's, we're like, not just going to throw you into a worship team because that A wouldn't be loving. No, exactly. Like, it would be so unfair to you. Like, oh, new, yeah, just unfair to everybody involved. Basically. And so it's like, I say that to say, like, there is a, I say this every podcast, and I'm going to keep saying it until people remember. The church is like a football team, there is a position for everyone. Yes. Right? Like, I don't, and I'm talking American football. I or know a you, football team. There's also a position for everybody on a football team. Sure, on a football team, except <laughs> me. I am terrible. You can be bench warmer. There you go. That's a good thing, though. Absolutely. I can, I can encourage people. Heck yeah. Yeah, for real. Okay. Side, side note, okay? Like, I know you're a huge World Cup fan. We talked about it a little bit. You're just a big <laughs> soccer fan. I'm a pretend World Cup fan. Okay, well, you you know, you you know play soccer, and you yeah, actually yeah, yeah. at least follow it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, sure, a little bit. I don't know any, like, I don't know anything about soccer, but I just know they have the best fans in the world. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Like, I saw at an England game people showing up in, like, full suits of armor. Yeah. The guy had chain mail and everything on. They're, like... And I was like, that's weirdly insane. committed to it. Yeah, like, like a lot, a lot committed to it. Yeah, and as a, as like a big like sports fan in terms of like American football. Yeah, man, some of the chants are so boring. It's just <laughs> let's go, and they always do the same little like. Bro, that you know, was my kids' ministry chant. <laughs> I was rocking that one. <laughs> and it and it can work, but it's yeah. like man, f- like soccer. Fans, they got some of the craziest chants. Well, they got like drums songs. going and yeah. everything like that. Some of them are like violent too. Oh uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, tangent over. I just, I was just like, okay, tangent over. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was trying to say. I don't know. You um, said everybody had a place on the football yeah, team. Yeah, everybody had a, everybody like. So like for me, I'm a bigger guy, so I was an offensive and defensive lineman. Yeah. You, you're, you'd be a great receiver. You could, eat, you can backpedal really well. You'd be good. You'd be a good like halfback or whatever. That's yeah, like yeah. there's a position for everybody, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying. So in the terms of the church, like if you don't want to be seen and you just want to work behind the scenes, then then learn how to operate a soundboard. It's like we'll yeah, teach yeah. you, or learn how to click. The, literally, learn how to use the right arrow key on a computer, and guess what? We'll we'll put you to work. Like it's. There's, there is a place for everybody. So if you feel like you don't have the skills or you're discouraged about it, don't be. Mm-hmm. There is a place for everybody. Yeah, exactly. So um, let's do some fun questions where are we going? because um, we're going to be wrapping up here soon. I have to ask, though, what ministry do you like serving in most? Mine or your dad's? Wait. <laughs> Uh, I'm just you know, I saw I saw this I saw that on the paper and it it didn't say yours or my dad's and then well we could you know what that threw worship, me off that's listen, funny and I'm totally joking I know I know um worship or youth whatever I know the two blend together I'm totally kidding well, don't answer well, that worship and youth they were both my dad's they were at one point right. so, I mean. so you could say both and no none of us would be hurt listen it's a joke don't <laughs> I know, answer I know, it. I know, don't I know. answer it I know. Um, but what is one of your favorite memories from serving? Like, what is like a story or a moment, like from your time in devoted or kids or worship or whatever? You know, something that really stood from out. Devoted. To you? I can give you something from devoted. Sure, it could be anything. That's just I know that's one yeah. of the biggest areas you serve. From serving, I mean, one of my favorite memories just from devoted is getting locked out of our room at night and sleeping in the showers with a couple of guys 
but that wasn't really serving. <laughs> Moving on. Hang on. No, Mo- no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to finish that story. It's a lot. At least give a little more context. <laughs> As in I mean, where? Okay. Like Manhattan Beach. Okay. We had a room in one of the motels in Center Avenue. And then we were out playing games at night. And then we got back, and one of the guys was not playing games with us. We got back to our room. It was kind of dark outside. Light was on in the room. And we go to open the door. It's locked, right? We're, like, knocking. We're like, Isaac, open the door. And he didn't. <laughs> oh, he wasn't Isaac. opening the door. Now, you see, <laughs> <laughs> you see, the issue was we, it was kind of, like, quiet. And the room beside us, there was, like, kids sleeping. So we didn't want to be too loud. So we're like, oh, let's go sleep at the beach. We'll go sleep at the beach. And then we went to the beach. And then we were there for, like, 30 minutes. And it was cold. So we're like, okay, we're not sleeping here anymore. And we had made a joke about sleeping in the showers. Yeah. And then it was like late at night. We we're like, we're going to bed. So we brought our, we had two towels and like one sweater and between like the four of us guys. And we went to the, the handicapped shower I know exactly. in the public showers at Manhattan Beach. And we put two towels on the floor and somebody like slept on a bench with their head on the counter. And it was, so, yeah. And then, and then, like three a.m., one of the guys wakes up, just leaves, just leaves the shower room. It's raining outside. One of the other guys starts freaking. He's like, "Where would he go? Where would he go? What are we gonna do?" And then he followed him out. I was like, "Okay, I'm done with this," because I was like not sleeping. Yeah. I could just go to my grandma's cabin. All right. I was gonna say, I was you like, literally have. I was like, "This is for the boys. I'm staying with them." And, okay, fair enough. But then I was like, "Okay, I'm done with this." They left, Why and then you- I was walking to my grandma's cabin, and I just saw them run across the road, and then center was unlocked. So Isaac had woken up at like 1 a.m. and unlocked the door for us. So I have just a couple of things. A, why didn't you just invite your friends over to your grandma's cabin? Because they were they're there. Like I, I get I get I get the fun enjoyment of like no, doing something like that. I think that like my grandparents were there and my whole family was there. So like oh, we're already sleeping on like I the get, couches and the floors and stuff. I get you. Okay, so it didn't enough. really work. So there was like four of us. Okay, 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 fair enough. Yeah. Okay, that that's solved. Yeah. Why didn't you just go to the office? And just they have keys for every. They have spare yeah, keys for everything. It's like nighttime, and there's like nobody how there. Late? Like how late? Like eleven. Okay. Like like don't tell Stephen, but we were a couple minutes past curfew when we went back. Oh, he doesn't listen to this. So your secrets. <laughs> no snitches. Okay. Okay, but seriously, I don't think he really would have cared. You're two minutes off. Oh, he would have. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, he would have would've. given you guys a hard time, but he wouldn't yeah. have like gotten mad. Yeah, we didn't want a hard time. He's really good at that. So tried, I just, yeah. it just blows my mind that you didn't go to him and be like, "Hey, can you call Aaron to get these? They have spare keys for all of those, like doors, right?" Listen, like, we were we're young, okay? I, just, I know. We just wanted to sleep in the shower, okay? Listen, listen, it just sounds like you needed an excuse, and I and I'm for it, okay? <laughs> you know, you know. I got it. I have to listen. You, you get it. You get it. Well, um, you guys were my kids. Maybe you, the one year I was in charge of the guys' dorm for kids camp. Yeah. Um, maybe you were, maybe you weren't on that team, but Devoted was there to help with kids camp. You guys oh, yeah. were running it and you guys were also cabin leaders. Yeah. And you guys would stay up to like 4am every <laughs> night. Bro, I wish I could say that wasn't me. Okay, good. So, but like, <laughs> so for context, so okay. So for context at kids camp, kids are exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Like nine o'clock and they're trying to stay awake. They're like, I'm going to stay up so late. And yeah. then they head hits the pillow and they are out. <laughs> Except for like that one kid that genuinely is going to stay up all night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he does that once and then yeah. he's terrible the next day and then he yeah. never does it again. But I just remember... All of these like young leaders staying up to like 4 a.m. And I'm in charge of this like dorm. Yeah. And so it's like I'd stay up with them till like 11, whatever. And I go to bed because I'm I was <laughs> I'm old. 
and whatever. And I just remember one time the smoke detector going off. Really? So my best friend Riley was working in the kitchen. Yeah. That week, that that okay. summer, and we're, boys are always hungry, right? They're growing, whatever. They want snacks, whatever. Yeah. So I text Riley at like ten thirty, and he's like, "Hey, let us in the kitchen. We want leftovers." <laughs> He didn't care. Yeah. Like Aaron and the camp director didn't care either. It's better us eat it than it get thrown out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I go and me and Riley go into the kitchen. We get a bunch of stuff. We had had like fried chicken for supper. Mm-hmm. So we grab a bunch of that, put it in a little container or whatever. And I'm not going to I'm not going to name who did it cuz it wasn't very smart and I don't want to call them out. <laughs> but somebody decided to not use a nice baking sheet or anything like that, but just put the chicken in the oven, on the oven rack. And so all the grease from the chicken <laughs> dripped to the bottom. And grease doesn't like set oh, on fire, it smokes. That's funny. And so then he opens the door to grab his chicken. Yeah. And it's a smoke bomb at like 3.30 in the morning <laughs> or something crazy like that. And wakes up the whole the dorm. Camp director comes down and is like, what the heck's going on here? He's laughing, whatever. It reset everything. Yeah. And I was like, man. And I, we, we're joking around right here, but it's like, let's be real. If you weren't serving, you wouldn't have that memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have those crazy memories. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the crazy, fun, like, ridiculous memories that I have are from serving. Yeah. It's like, you know, do you have, like, a, a serious one, though? Um, Like, do you have, like, a heartfelt, like... Yeah, like there's a couple ones for sure. Like some like down in Manhattan this summer, I was doing sound, right? Great time. Just like yeah. some of the worship services were just so good. And like, yeah, getting to do sound for them was really, I got to do sound for youth camp, which I thought was just an honor, really. Mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. Wait, weren't you still a youth technically? I was actually both, yeah. <laughs> so I, it was fun. It's good. I got to do both. Um, and then like stuff with the vote. A lot of them, a lot of them are with worship just because I love worship yeah. for sure. And there was one time we were at a camp Kettleston and we just had a huge ring of like all the leaders and all the campers around the chairs. And we did one real love this one song, this part where we do the wave and it was so cool. We just had to oh, go all the way around the awesome. circle across the whole room. We just yeah. had this idea. Yeah. Um, where else? And like youth ministry serving in youth ministry. Um, I don't know. I got to go to the Regina this year with some of the youth and, just seeing what God did in like the youth and like yeah. everybody there was, it's just really cool to see yep. how God moves through the church and through the body, whether that be in youth ministry, kids ministry, or like in worship services and speaking like when I'm doing sound, like, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's like, and serving is just, if you're doing it properly and your heart's really in it, it should be fun and exciting. And yeah, definitely you have like all be. these like great memories and, Hannah and I talked about this a lot. It's hard. Serving is also hard. It mm-hmm. has its challenges for yeah. sure. Like it, it can be a little grueling sometimes, right? Especially with the level of stuff that you, you were doing, like with devoted and traveling all summer and everything like that. Oh, like, yeah. I, I'm sure come the last <laughs> camp, you're just dread. You're just ho- you're just dreading it to be over, or like you're just dreading the last week. You're like, just get me through this. I want to yeah, go home, part of sleep that in my own bed. Sure. And yeah, but it's also rewarding, like you, like you guys talked about for sure. It's like. Well, one of my favorite memories from serving, and then I'm going to ask you some really fun ones when we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, I served as a camp counselor at Camp Arness. So okay. it's this big camp in just north of Winnipeg. Yep. I had, I technically was doing it illegally because I was 17. Yep. And you're supposed to be 18. 
but they were like so desperate that like I basically had an adult in the yeah. cabin with me that was just some random maintenance guy, but he was like 19, 20 or whatever. And so like that's how they got past the rules or whatever. And I had never been a camp counselor before. I got a call at 4 a.m. from a friend of mine. She was like the worship director. And she'd been praying all night because they desperately needed leaders. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait, Logan, blah, 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 blah. I was already on a youth trip for our youth group. And whatever, I was working full time too, so I'd already taken a week off. But I'm at this camp, don't know what I'm doing, don't know anything. I have never done ministry like this before, ever. I had never right. led a child to Christ. I didn't know what to do. Right. And these kids are like inner city kids from like Winnipeg. They're all in foster care. They're all like broken and mm-hmm. like just really like real heartbroken kids because they find out their parents don't want them or like whatever. Yeah. And this memory is just ingrained in my brain as like one of the most stressful moments of my life, but one of the most like rewarding ever Mm -hmm. on like Winnipeg, like Winnipeg's ginormous. If you've ever been there, it's so big. You can't see the other side. It's like the ocean. (laughs) No, like seriously. Okay. I'm standing on the shore and you don't see land anywhere. Just horizon of blue. Yeah. And it was kind of windy, grainy, like gloomy, gloomy, not grainy. I, they're like, Logan, you need to lead canoeing today. I was like, yeah, I've totally done lots of canoeing no, and can totally no. help out. <laughs> I've done canoeing, but I was not qualified to teach people how to canoe. You were just a yes man. I was, well, they, it was, it was do it or we can't do the skill. Okay. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll teach them how to canoe. I guess I'll just do the most dangerous one. <laughs> <laughs> not going to do field games. I'm going to go deal with water. <laughs> well, like there's lifeguards around. Oh, okay. Well, and I know the basics of canoeing and it's yeah, like, yeah. they're like, they're like seven year olds. Right. So it's mostly me just doing all the work. They're just going for a canoe ride. Okay. So it's like, you know, don't put your paddle in the sand, you know, like, you know, turn on one side to turn. Here's yeah, your yeah. break. Like I know the very basics yeah, of that, canoeing. That's all you need. And I was like, but I, and I did know how to rescue a canoe properly. Oh, like when you flip over, you can try to like throw it so the water doesn't like get all yep. stuck in it or whatever. If anybody can actually do that, you're a legend. Oh yeah, it's hard. <laughs> anyway, tried for like an hour this year at camp. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was stupid. So nobody taught me about undercurrent though. Oh okay. So Lake Winnipeg is massive. Right, because it's huge. You're saying it's huge, and I didn't know anything about it. So I'm canoeing along, and I'm kind of getting a little bit from shore. And I'm like canoeing back, but I'm getting sucked out. Like I'm literally getting pulled deeper and deeper into like the middle of the lake. And I'm not kidding. I seriously think this is must have how the disciples must have felt when they got caught in those storms. Because Mm -hmm. I'm talking like within 10 minutes, it's thundering and lightning. It's pouring rain. And I got these like three kids in my canoe, a boy and a girl and then another boy. And the two, the girl's scared, right? She's like six years old. It's her first time in a canoe. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. These are white capping waves. Like you've been at Manhattan Beach when it's been like storming. Like those waves yeah. are massive. They can get big, yeah. So we take a rogue wave. Like I'm not prepared for it. We're kind of sitting in the middle and it comes on my broadside. <laughs> Knocks us clean out of the canoe. How many kids are in there with you? Three. Really? They're all wearing life jackets. Yeah. So they get knocked out. This little girl's crying, and I'm, like, freaking out. Yeah. But I can't show them that I'm freaking out. Okay. And so I, like, well, I go and try to rescue the canoe. I get underwater, and I try to, like, pop it up so I can throw them back in. Can't do it. 
So I'm like, okay. So I flip it over. There's a bunch of water in it. I get the bail bucket, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna bucket. I'm gonna bucket out all this water. Okay. Get most of it out. Throw the three kids in. I get one kid. I was like, here you go. He was like nine, so he's the most ma- he was the most mature. And I was like, look, you got to start paddling, because I showed him how to do it. So he sits in the back. He starts paddling. I take. They had you know sometimes canoes have straps on the front, so you can pull them. Yeah. I take those. I strap it around my shoulders and I just start swimming. Cause I'm like, what am I going to do Full captain America? Literally. I like, <laughs> I was exhausted when I got back to the, like I, I, almost, got I, I got back, but like an hour later I was like, I couldn't see land anywhere yeah. in front of me. I felt like life of pie in the middle of the ocean. That's crazy. I get back. Lifeguards are like freaking out. They come and meet me halfway and, I fainted. Like, I got on the beach and, like, completely <laughs> fell over. And, like, it, it was terrible. Wow. But I thought, I was like, oh, my God, I am not cut out for this. Like, I am a terrible counselor. I almost drowned three kids. Yeah. Whatever. I mean. And, well, it, it's, it's not my fault that I had, like, you know, it's just a bad situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But at the end of the week, I remember, like, talking to those kids and I remember talking to their parents because I was like wanted to be honest with them and tell them what happened. I'm not going to lie. So I like go up because we had to meet all the parents and all that stuff. And I like go and shake their hands. I'm like, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Whatever. I just wanted to let you know that we had a little bit of an accident canoeing, whatever. And the dad just like looks at me, smiles, gives me a big handshake. And he's just like, thank you. He's like, he, and then the kids were like so excited about it. I thought they were going to be traumatized. Wow. Nope. They're screaming and jumping and saying that like it was the best week ever. Blah, blah, blah. The canoeing was awesome. We That's got caught crazy. in a storm. <laughs> All this stuff. And it was just like, yeah, it was one of the most stressful moments of my entire life while serving. But God was glorified. Yeah. Like in that. And so. Yeah, that's good. I say all that to say. That's my memory from serving. That's insane. Um, that's insane. You know I'm going to ask this. No. You know I'm going to ask this. No, I don't. Because I ask everybody. (laughs) And you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm wrong? You're wrong. I'm wrong. (laughs) Which team are you, Benjamin Paddock? Are you a sloppy wet kiss or an unforeseen kiss? Now, choose wisely. Unforeseen. Really? Unforeseen. Yeah. Why? I have to ask why. Why? Why? Okay. Because I've explained twice now. You want me to start with, like, why I say? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll disregard your nonsense. Nonsense. (laughs) Let me pull up my notes. Oh, he's prepared. I'm kidding. Well, I mean, I'm not really kidding. Oh, he's prepared. I'm I'm a little bit kidding. A little bit kidding. No, go for it. I knew I had to think about it because, like, like you're wrong. Okay. 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 I'll, I'll go. Okay. So, the lyrics are... So heaven meets earth like an unforeseen sloppy wet kiss, yes. right? So like heaven meets earth. Would you say that's like Jesus coming down to earth type of thing? I uh, I would think it could be. It's kind of a strange. It is. Lyric. I think I think more or less what Macmillan's saying is it's yeah. the idea that that I just think in God is moving. I don't yeah. think it's okay. the idea that. Heaven yeah. specifically is coming down. It's not eschatological. It's not yeah. revelation type stuff. I just think it's it's that moment when you finally meet heaven, when you finally come face to face with God. Yeah. So the way I see it is we as humans are lost. We as humans aren't searching for God. We aren't okay. loving God. We aren't in a place. We are desiring our flesh. We are chasing after our flesh. 
So in that sense, an unforeseen kiss is so beautiful because God chose to love us first, even when we weren't looking at him. If we're turned away from oh. God, we're not going to see him coming in for that for that okay, kiss, okay. for that expression of his love to us, because we're searching after our flesh, we're searching after our desires. But what God comes is he comes, and the song is like, it's talking about how beautiful he is, and in like how the first verse it yeah. says like, how great your affections are for me, and like all these things, and I realize just how beautiful you are. Like, you say sexual assault as like an unforeseen kiss, right? Um, and I see that from a human perspective, obviously. 100%. If, if some random person came up and just, like, gave you a nice kiss. Right. Like, that's kind of, it's a little, a little but, suspicious. Yeah, suspicious. But this is coming from the perspective of God, whose intentions are so pure and so great. And it's talking about how beautiful he is, how great his affections are for us in the purest possible way. <clears throat> so when I see that, I don't see that as necessarily him violating us, but him... I get it. Bringing us back to him, to our, our true state of that communion with him when he comes in. So That's really well put. I know. When, I'm not I, I, I know. Wait, wait. I was telling, oh. people, I was telling people that I was going to convert this. I was like, this is going to be an Unforeseen Kiss podcast from day one. Wow. But I, wait. Wait, wait. My, oh, my only thing more. with like sloppy wet kiss is like, I don't see God's love as like sloppy. I don't see it. I see it more as like a holy... And mm -hmm. like pristine and almost like almost precise in the way that he loves us so specifically and like okay. in a beautiful way. I don't like sloppy white kiss, I kind of I get the idea of it being like just so beautiful and so yeah, Well it's supposed so to be raw. I think the idea raw. is supposed to be like emotional. And when I think of that and what I believe a songwriter has said, right, it's like no matter how many times you go away from God. He meets you with that sloppy wet kiss, just like a dog. Right, right. You leave your dog for five minutes or five years, they greet you the same way. So in that moment when heaven meets earth, uh -huh. it doesn't matter how long you've been gone. It's that it's, you're greeted. It's that same yeah. passionate kiss, yeah. right? But like, like passionate. I was who who really enjoys a sloppy wet kiss? I mean, I do. I just grew up with that. Like that's what I have listened to, and okay. it's ingrained in my mind. Okay. But that's what is sung. So I remember as like a kid, I think it was in youth minute, like in June youth over there. Yeah. I remember like the first time I heard it, I think I heard Sloppy Wet Kiss. I remember when we come to that lyric, I'd be like, ah, I don't know about this. It's kind of gives me kind of cringy. And like, <laughs> it gives me like the feeling of like, I don't actually know if I have a great aunt or who she is. So I'm going to use a great aunt example. But like that great aunt coming I know and mean. giving you yep. like that, mm -hmm. that wet, smoochy yep. kiss. I'm like, yeah, guys. I'll do it because you love me, but I'm yeah. not, I'm not like, yes, I'm down for this sloppy wet kiss. <laughs> I get it. I, and then, I understand. Listen, when I was in junior youth, I think, and the lyrics switched to unforeseen, I was like, yo, this okay. is so sick. Okay. <laughs> this is all hype about a word yeah, yeah, change. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not going to say you're completely confused. Okay, I, I have one more. Oh, he's got banger more, point, okay? gentlemen. I, I love more. this. I have one more. Yeah, um, I'm just going to say, I'm no kiss expert. But I'm not either. if I had to choose between like an unforeseen kiss or like a sloppy wet kiss or like an unforeseen kiss from like the God of the universe who comes down with these perfect intentions and this beautiful way of expressing mm -hmm. his love in that way. When I was still a sinner and I was lost in sin and not even looking for him, but he came and unforeseen just came and grabbed onto me and he, he brought me back with, without me 
making any step, being unforeseen. I'd choose the unforeseen one. Fair and, enough. And then you know the story of like Snow White. She's the one like yeah. eat the poison apple, yes, I right? Know Snow White. She like fell asleep. Yes. <laughs> and then and then she was lost in asleep. And then her prince charming came. Yay. And this dude comes up and just gives her a kiss. And she comes back awake. Okay. She comes alive. <laughs> she was dead, but now she's okay. alive after an unforeseen... Because she's sleeping, right? She can't see him kissing him. Yep. But he came with the right intentions. Not weird ideas, but he mm-hmm. came with these beautiful intentions of bringing her back to life. Okay. To a life that's full and where they can spend it together. Absolutely. So Happily ever after. Okay. My only, I, you haven't fully converted me, but you definitely am okay, like, okay. but like, I definitely have a way greater respect for when you talk about how God's love is intentional yeah. and, and, and that say, so that's like really good. My only thing is you talk about how God's love is, uh, and it, it's more of a, it's semantics at this point because it doesn't yeah. truthfully matter. Yeah, we yeah, both yeah. understand <laughs> the idea that God's love is so great, whether it comes yeah. in a slavic kiss or an unforeseen kiss. Whatever. My only my only rebuttal to that is you make it seem that a sloppy wet kiss can't be um, like uh, what's the word like detailed or like prepared right or like intentional yeah okay. that that's that's the one area that I would disagree with your argument that you find a hole in is you say that an unforeseen kiss is intentional when a sloppy wet kiss isn't well it's, it's like, like no like, two things can be intentional at the yeah. same time that's the only semantical ethical not ethical whatever yeah logical fallacy anything with an o at the end yeah yeah Yeah. there we go um but now this is the last one elevation hillsong maverick bethel do you have like a like a specific one like what's your favorite worship song as of late like people hate on like lots of different ones i don't hate (laughs) on any of them i I just know. know which ones i like and don't like what's like my favorite song yeah what's your most listened to song as of late What's your um, Spotify wrapped? No, no, dude. I'll go to my Spotify wrapped. I'll tell you my biggest one from 2022. There you go. How about that? Which won't be super accurate because it just like measures to like, what, October? Uh, well, mine's always, my Spotify wrapped is always super inflated numbers because for the longest time it was used for like work stuff. So like okay. I'll be playing like copyright free music or whatever. Yeah. Or like especially when I was streaming a lot at home. Yeah. Like for whatever, I would play copyright free music just through Spotify. And I saw my first, like, my Spotify rap is always super inflated because it was just like the first five songs were some random, like, chill, like, EDM artist or something like that right. that I've never even heard before. Yeah. But yeah, my, my, our Spotify, our whole family uses it as well. Right. You guys so it's like, the- I don't know, like, right here, it's like a lot of Phil Wickham, which was really good, that album, like, House of the Lord, I listen to a lot. And then Battle Belongs and Hymn of Heaven. Hymn of Heaven's really good by Phil Wickham. House of the Lord's my. Yeah, I really like that one too. But like, for me, this one actually showed up pretty high. Um, Breakthrough by Red Rocks Worship. Bro, I know Red Rocks. Red Rocks Worship, actually, their two albums are so, so good. Yeah. They're probably like my two favorite worship albums. That's awesome. And then, yeah, another Red Rocks, Echo Holy by Red Rocks Worship. That's cool, man. Yeah. Red Rocks does some amazing, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I haven't listened to their albums, but I've watched their, like, content. Like, like their their yeah. their production value is, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's incredible. Look at this. Number like 60 is How He Loves by David Crowder. <laughs> <laughs> I am passionate about this song. And you know how David Crowder, he says unforeseen. Yeah, that's because he's he's remaking it. I know, I know. David Crowder, man. 
Um, okay, so let's we'll say Red, like Red Rocks, because that's kind of Red like, Rock. Yeah, shout out Red Rocks. I mean, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just it's just one of those things that I always like to ask people because I don't know for you, but for me, for the longest time, I got into a rut of worship music uh-huh. where it's like I didn't. I only knew of like Hillsong and like the top three bands that I would right. just listen to the whatever songs I heard on Sunday morning. Yeah. And stuff like that. And so those became my like listen to music. But I was like, man, this is kind of boring. I was like, I want some new music. Yeah. So then I started like exploring and asking people and stuff. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely think Red Rocks and then like one song that it's like Life Church Worship, but yeah, I okay. Won't Move. That's oh, okay. a really good song. I know when you guys talked about it last week with Hannah, like I went and had to go listen to all the songs that you guys yeah said after so yeah people uh, are doing that those songs are good yeah well maverick city makes some good music i just think their songs are way too long yeah i they're mean they're like an average of like nine minutes they're obviously not like a, a radio no you can't exactly. play it on the radio and that's, but their, like, and that's their whole like shtick is that it's like spontaneous spontaneous and all that so i get it it's like yeah which is cool but I'm just a nerd, so I like a better, more produced. You like produced music. Okay. I don't. Don't get me wrong. I love the spontaneous yeah. stuff, but I don't like listening to that in like during my day. Okay. I'd rather be in the moment and have a spontaneous event and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. I just looked at my album here or my playlist too. I have one spontaneous that I just added. We just want to worship by like life worship spontaneous. Mm. Bro, that one's actually really good too. Yeah, Army of the Lord's been my like. Army of go the to that's the one I've talked about in the last like three episodes. You know, I'm gonna have to go listen to it. It's Jen Ledger. She's the drummer and singer from Skillet. Skillet. She does her own music and I was stuff. I my mom and she said she brought up you talking about Skillet, so we listened to Skillet and then <laughs> I played like Monster yeah! by Skillet. I feel like a monster. Yeah, it's like, awesome. <laughs> like I don't listen to that. I don't listen to that music that much anymore. They have yeah, some really good like cool songs. But like when I was in youth group, that's what was popular. Yeah. Like like 10 years ago, that, oh my God, 10 years. Oh, I feel old. 10 years ago, I was 15. Sheesh. You're old, dude. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, 10 years ago, when I was at like Calvary Temple Youth and stuff like that, that's what we listened to. Mm-hmm. Thousand Foot Crutch, like Skillet, like all, like we didn't have all these like, the sort of like pop Christian thing wasn't really a thing yet. You didn't have okay. a ton of like. You had the Capital Kings and like Brit Nicole. Capital Kings, bro. I love Capital Kings still to this day. Uh, yeah. Um, but like we didn't that would that stuff was still very new, so we didn't listen to it a lot. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until in the last like I'll say like six years that the Christian worship music really like exploded in terms exploded. of like they added a bunch of different genres and yeah. people exploded. And now we have stuff. like Dove Awards and stuff, like Yeah. Anyway, we could do hey, listen, we're gonna have to have you on to talk about music in general because I we don't have enough time to keep talking about because I can sit here and talk about worship music forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, thank you so much, Benjamin, for coming on mm-hmm. and sharing your heart about serving and just what you've learned from it and everything. I think this episode is going to be really, really good. Um, and um, I just want to say, again, thank you to all the forgiven listeners. Um, please share the episode around. Let's keep it growing. Um, and let's, like... Let's just let more people become empowered and inspired and um, yeah, just like share it around. Leave us a review on Apple and uh, Spotify. Yeah. Um, give us five stars. Give us one star. I genuinely read the reviews not to boost my own ego, but if you think you have something to improve or you want like the show to be better, I want to know how I can better serve you. So please leave yeah. us a review. Um, and finally, you can email us with any questions at forgiven. Um, at bethelbrandon.ca or reach out on Facebook, uh, Instagram, 
technically have a Bethel Brandon Twitter, but <laughs> nobody ever. <laughs> what do you actually? <laughs> yeah, it just auto updates randomly when we when nice. we do our Sunday live streams. So if you follow us on Twitter, you can reach out there. It'll take me a while to get there. Um, but yeah, please let us know what you think. And um, yeah, thank you all for listening. God bless. We'll see you next time. Woo. Now I gotta cut out your little. Why? That was fire. <laughs>